by the grace of God, we shall not be ignored whilst we have walked to the mercy seat. Amen. Amen. Sent me to come and be a blessing to you. And I pray that this blessing will unfold in all facets of his grace as we speak the word of God. Hallelujah. And by the grace of God, you know, we have started a journey and we are believing God for the unthinkable to know the laws of the kingdom. Hallelujah. The laws of the kingdom, because everywhere you are, if you don't know the laws of the land, you might not do what is right. Or you might be thinking that we are doing what is right, and yet it may be against the law. And some of these wonderful laws that helps us to be able to access the, the true treasures of the kingdom of heaven are some of the things that Jesus Christ posted in the scriptures. So I believe that if Jesus spoke them into being, and it came from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ, then I believe that they are true. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So this gives me assurance to know that whatever we are studying is a good thing to help us as the children of God. Hallelujah. Who wants to be able to access the kingdom of heaven and obtain whatever we need to obtain from there? In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Blessed be his name forever. Today, we oh, want to read the scriptures deeply. And the focus of our teachings today is going to center on the kingdom laws on restitution and prayer. The kingdom laws on restitution and prayer. That is what we're going to be dealing with today. So if you think that somebody needs to hear this, tell them that please, the moment of truth is here. Let them come and hear the word of the Lord. Those of you yes. who are 96, today the word is here. Hallelujah. We don't know what Amen. God is going to say. And those who have tasted on Wednesday and tasted on Friday, realize how deep we went as the Spirit of God began to give revelations about some mysteries concerning being a better person. Hallelujah. So some of the things are on the platform, online, on uh, Spotify. They are all free. So please Google Emmanuel Christian Assembly on uh, Spotify and all the messages that we have loaded up there will come to you freely. You can just download every one of them for free because the church has already paid for those ones which are online now. So please, you can download it for free as many times you want. Uh, as many times you want, you can download it, send it to a friend, send it to a sister, a brother, somebody out there. Maybe what you do by sending them that link may speak something positive in their lives and their lives may be transformed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Again, we are going to be embark on, we are going to embark on seven days journey. It's a power, seven days of power. It's going to start from tomorrow. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, by the grace of God, everything is ready. All the decrees and declarations for seven days are all ready. I've stayed up yeah. all night to be able to get them ready from the Lord. And it's, it's going to, Mrs. Ejari is working on them to be able to give us uh, what we need for tomorrow. Tomorrow, our prayer and fasting will focus on the seven spirits of God. And the first spirit of God is the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. This is a very powerful um uh, place to stand hallelujah in as much as we need everything that we keep crying for everything and all the substance that can make us profitable one thing that a child of god cannot do without is the spirit of the lord 
Hallelujah. If Jesus was filled, the Bible says that he was filled, well, he was full of power and of the Spirit, which means that the Spirit of the Lord in him was what made Jesus Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So it is important that we begin to think about uh, those uh, areas where we begin to focus on asking the Lord to let his spirit dwell fully and richly in us. So tomorrow, our focus of prayer will be on that direction. And one good thing that is going to happen is that I am prepared to stay with you every single of the seven days in prayer. So the platform will be opened from seven o'clock going from seven to eight so those of you who feel that they want to come and pray please seven to eight we'll be praying about the, the the topic for the day the declarations for the day so please it is it is here by god's grace the lord has given us the grace and we are prepared to sacrifice our time our comfort and everything to make sure that we see the spirit of god working in us hallelujah the spirit of the seven spirits of god working in us and through us in jesus Christ's mighty name amen amen the kingdom laws on restitution the kingdom laws on restitution and prayer as i spoke earlier on that jesus christ telling his disciples to uh, note some things down and work with those uh, principles one of the things that he told the disciples about being able to access the kingdom of God in terms of prayer is making sure that you come with a clean heart and a clean mind and a clean conscience before God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And dealing with the issues of the conscience is very, very critical. Hallelujah. Whatever Amen. the enemy does, mostly when he wants to defeat you, he wants to defeat you in the mind before he defeats you physically. So when he is able to win the war of your mind, then he knows for sure that any issues around your life, whether from uh, issues with sickness of your children, issue with sickness of, uh, of somebody, or financial insufficiency, or lack of food, lack of covering, lack of protection, lack of love, or anything that we may think that it is something that is depriving us and not allowing us to enjoy the benefit of the, uh, of the Lord, then the enemy begins to use those things. And if we don't take care, we might think that he is winning the war, but it is not. He has already won the war in our minds before he has brought those things around our life. If you look at it carefully, Job's life, the Bible says that in a single day, he lost this. He's lost his children. He lost his um, businesses. He lost his cattle and everything. And then all of a sudden, a lot of issues also came up to him. Yeah. And then a lot of issues also came up to him and he began to struggle to stay afloat because the enemy wanted the brother to lose the battle of the mind. Hallelujah. So now he uses, he's killing things, destroying things around him so that it can get to him. But the Bible says that none of those things were able to move the servant of the Lord. And he made a statement said that the Lord gave. And if he has taken away, praise be to his name. And the scripture says that he went down on his knees worshiping the Lord. This is, this is a serious matter. That somebody can be full of the spirit of God. That he actually, by the grace of God, will actually look into the face of attempt of uh, all kinds of attack. 
and yet use that moment to worship God. All because he has learned the law of restitution in prayer. Hallelujah. So today, I want us to begin to think about our conscience when we are going before God in prayer. And our scripture for today, our anchor scripture for today is going to be found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. The Bible says that if so, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, you and you suddenly remember that someone has got something against you. Leave your sacrifice there at the altar and go and be reconciled to the person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. This, this thing, I remember years ago when um, uh, one of my fathers was preaching and I was sitting down. After he preached the message, the statement I made was this. I said, Lord, I need help. I need help. To be able to digest this principle of the law of restitution and prayer, which can give me permission to come to the presence of the Lord. The Bible says that if we come to the presence of the Lord with a sacrifice, what is this sacrifice he's talking about? Anything that they brought to the altar at the time was a sense of presenting a prayer request before the Lord, either for the torment of their sins, either for the forgiveness of their mistakes and errors, or anything that will help them to achieve something. The Bible says in those days, they came to the altar of the Lord. That's the altar of incense. Even Revelation chapter 3 and chapter 5 also speaks about the same. That the saints, the prayers of the saints are put in an incense and is burnt before the altar of the Lord. So here the Bible is speaking, Jesus Christ is telling us that if we are coming before God with any kind of prayer request before him in the altar of the Lord, one thing we have to realize is this, that when the Spirit of God quickens our conscience to notice that there is a grudge between us and somebody or someone has got an offense against us, what we need to do is to begin to leave our prayer request right at the foot of the altar and go back to God and go back to the person and then make amends with the person and then come back to your prayer and request whatever you want to do. The oh. issue is on the place of your conscience. To be successful as a child of God with your prayer life, every time we are going on our knees to pray and every time we are opening our mouth to pray one thing for sure that we need to recognize is the issues of our conscience what does the holy spirit prompt you in your heart what is it that he said that you have to look up to the moment we begin to check ourselves the bible says that we have to check ourselves if we be in the faith or not if our conscience does not condemn us, if there is no one that is coming to mind that this person is holding an offense against you, then the Bible says that whatever you are declaring from that moment at the altar of incense or at the altar in the temple of the Lord, there shall be a fulfillment. 
So the issue now lies within the examination of your mind based on the promptings of the Holy Spirit onto your heart. Now listen, my dear, this person is having a grudge against you. This person is having an issue against you. Have you settled this matter with this one? It is important that you look up to this situation and deal with this matter. The moment these things come to us, the Lord is trying to help us to know that we are at the right place at the right time. But listen, the moment of what we are about to do will be for it to become successful. We need to make adjustments with whatever he has prompted us in our minds. That is a grudge. Grudge within, within our families, with our friends, with our, our neighbors, with our enemies and everything of that sort is one of the most powerful hindrances to prayer. Oh. Yeah. Satan used those mechanisms as a way of hindering us from being able to achieve any kind of prayer for our healing, for our deliverance, for financial breakthroughs, for marriages, for, for settlement of things, to be able to move to the next level. Everything he does is to be able to make sure that between you and a brother, between you and a sister, between you and a neighbor, between you and somebody out there would surely find an offense. Because with that, becomes his point of reference to be able to use it as a way of bargaining against your prayers or your requests as an altar or as a sacrifice and on the altar of prayer so as a child of god my prayer for you today is that every time we are going before the father one thing for sure that we need to do is to search within ourselves search within yourselves you open your heart and say, Father, I am coming before you. Please, wherever there is any grudge and any error within me, I don't want to carry this substance with me whilst I'm coming to the altar of prayer. The sacrifice I'm coming to make. Usually, our focus has been on the area of sacrifice as in terms of giving an offering or giving a gift before God and all that. That is how I thought. In my mind, it was, and then the understanding of it in the scriptures, until the Lord began to reveal my understanding on a lot of things, that the sacrifices were the words or the presentation of the things that they gave at the altar in those times to atone for their lives. These times, we don't give money for our lives to be forgiven or our sins to be forgiven. We don't give substance of physical wealth like, like uh, a car or anything for our sins or for our errors to be forgiven, just as they used to do in the Roman, uh, in the Roman Catholic world, that you go out there and then you go and pay uh, uh, penitence and then you, you crawl on your knees for hours for, for a long distance before you are, you are forgiven. And then you go and pay money to the priest and then the, 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 the Lord, the priest can pray for you and then the Lord forgives you. No, no, that's not what Jesus is telling us here. Jesus is not requiring our money. No, he's not requiring any sheep or goat or cattle from us. No, what he's wanting us to achieve is this, that when you are coming before the altar of prayer, that is where the whole matter lies. When you are coming to be on your knees, to sacrifice any word, to make declarations of anything, to speak unto the Lord, to demand or to request or to ask of anything from the kingdom, which you have the right to. You have the right to. He says that before you can obtain that right, 
One thing you need to do is that listen to the conscience, the empire of your soul. You have to listen to their voice. You have to listen to that voice before you take any further actions. If not, when the emperor of your soul whispers to you and says that where you are standing is not a good grounds because this person is holding this grudge against you, you will not be able to achieve what you want to achieve. So, being a citizen of the kingdom, the best thing to do, your first prayer request is this, that Father, what is wrong with me? That will hinder my prayer whilst I'm about to come before you with this request or with this sacrifice, with this cry unto you, what will be a hindrance to that? We'll talk about hindrances to prayer. And one of them is you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We'll talk about hindrances to prayer. We'll go a little bit deeper on that. One of them is God. One of them is you. We will see how, how they all, all unfold. But these hindrances that actually becomes a prevailing activity which is in the hands of the enemy let me show you a typical example the bible says that paradas. it is just uh, come out of my mind but i'll i'll come back to it very soon that, that when we stand before the father the enemy also has the right for example when job his life to god was a pleasing moment because the brother the bible says that every time job his children will even go out there partying he sacrificed he used the word sacrifice he sacrificed on their behalf for the forgiveness of sins so that just just in case the case may have said something against God, then he has stood in there to make an atonement for the sins of the children so that God will forgive them. And these children will not fall in the judgment of the Lord so that their prayers will not be hindered. So Job gives us a typical example of a kind of a sacrifice that he used to be, that is praying to God for the atonement of somebody else's mistake, somebody else's sin, or being able to eradicate sin away from somebody's life so that they can access the treasures of the kingdom so it's important that when we hold grudge against a brother going before god remember that it shall not be of any interest to us or a good position for us to obtain whatever results that we are believing god for and the bible says it this way that even when we know that somebody else has got that grudge against you, not you are creating that thing, but the devil has used the person to make you actually become an offensive person in the kingdom. He says that go, make amends. Go, make amends. This is a tough one to take. I don't know who, who can take it easily, but, but I pray for grace, you know. I am still praying for grace for such things. Every time I go on my knees and it reminds me of anyone, I say, Lord, I forgive the person. But the Bible says that go, make amends. So most of them, I pick up the phone and I call so that they listen, this one will let go and let's make sure that uh, everything is in alignment. All because the Spirit of God does not want us to hold grudge against each other. Neither does He wants us to continue to become a burden for anybody's activity if the person is standing right before god i'll use that statement again if the person is standing right before god people of god this is a very important aspect of our prayer life so when you are going before god 
make sure that you have cleaned all or cleared all the plates and there is no rubbish left anywhere. And then when you stand before God, Balato Makeda, when you stand before God, the moment you are aware that somebody has got a grudge against you, it means that you have knowledge of what was or what happened between you and the person. But there are others you may have, they may have grudge against you that you have no clue about. That one, you cannot go there and say that I'm going to make amends. But whomever, the Spirit of God will bring you that divine promptings to let you know that before you come to do your sacrifice as a prayer request before me, this person is working with you. Do you remember this issue? Go and make amends. That moment, you have the opportunity to correct the errors. You have the opportunity to make the amends. You have the opportunity to set your slate clean. And then when you go before God and you begin to fire one minute, begin to declare 10 minutes, begin to speak one hour, speak one or five hours, speak the whole day, praying all day, all night, all evening, then resource begins to unfold unto us. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you feel that this is a bit of a hard nut to crack? Yes, please. Thank you for your, easy one, your honesty. Okay. Hallelujah. I feel too. I feel too. I feel okay. the same. If the person has deliberately decided that, listen, I want to really make an offense or find an offense with you, and I am aware of it. The Bible says, I'm not speaking because I think that I've arrived. No, I'm also in the same shoe with you. It is not the easiest of all the things that we are, we are exposed to. But to be a kingdom citizen, there are so many things that hold us, that can keep us going in the straight and narrow. The Bible used that word, in the straight and narrow. And one of them is being able to find within you to let go of grudges against a brother and a sister. Because sometimes it is tough. It is tough. The enemy pokes somebody. They come and then they come and whip you with their lips, whip you with their attitude, whip you with your uh, misbe misbehavior and, and all kind of bad works. And then you become the one that have to pick up the pieces. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that may the Lord give us the courage. May he give us the boldness. May he give us the fortitude to be able to stand clean before him by making amends with anyone that has uh, have an issue with us so that our sacrifices before the Lord will not be in vain. He even made a statement that said, husbands, when you are coming before God and you have something against your wife, do not even think that your prayer will be heard. Oh. Yeah. So if you have a grudge, so that is why I don't want to make a mess, make, make a mess with Mrs. Ejari, just in case I'm going on my knees to pray. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm holding grudge against her. Can you imagine the time that I will be wasting the word of the Lord says that I don't have to even think that my prayer will be answered. So I don't even have to think about prayer at all. The best of the prayers I can do is to go out there. Hey, please, my dear, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry resolves the matter. I'm sorry resolves the situation. It gives me right standing before the Father. When I open my mouth, the enemy cannot come in there and accuse me. Because listen to me carefully, people. The devil, the Bible says that he is the accuser of the brethren. 
Why? What is the job of accuser? He is the one that is trying to find fault with you whilst you stand before the Father as a brethren, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, who has the right and privileges of being able to access the, the benefit of the kingdom at any time, any time. There is no time limit, whether it's Wednesday, Tuesday, in the afternoon, in the evening. No, 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 there's no time limit as to how and when for us to access the kingdom. We have the right to come in and go out as and when we want. But whenever there is an issue with us and we have grudges going on, one of the things and the weapons of the enemy and his job is to be able to raise that as an accusation before God that listen, that this is what your son and your daughter has done between this person and that person. And your word of justice demands that there should be a sense of agreement between the two before they come before you to obtain what you need to obtain. But that hasn't been done. Can you violate your laws or your principles and be able to give her what she is asking for. And then the hand of God becomes tied based on our actions with a brother and a sister. And then the time we have spent before him in prayer has not come to pass. Today, I don't know where we're standing as his family, as, as groups, as, as people of this assembly, those who are listening to me on Power Radio 96 in, in, in Spain, I, I don't know where you are at, but please, I want us to go before God in prayer and ask God for help because these things sometimes is very challenging. I, I must admit, as a pastor, it's very, very challenging when you know for sure that people have taken you for granted and then as and when you have to go on your knees, the Spirit of God prompts in your heart the issue is in the place of the prompting in your mind or in your heart. I'm using the word heart, but in the actual focus is in your mind. That is in your soul, your soulless realm. Whilst you go on your knees, the spirit of the Lord ministers to you and say that this brother is not doing well with you. The moment that thing happens to you, please do not ignore it. Don't ignore it. That is the moment that the Bible says that we should leave the sacrifice, that's the prayers you're going to pray, does not want you to ignore it and discard it and say, oh, I'm not going to even pray, forget. No, 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 no. You say, say keep the prayer momentum still there, but make sure that what you want to do next is turn around and make amends with the brother and say, please, let's settle this matter once and for all. I don't want you to see me as an enemy. I don't want to see you as an enemy. Whether you want to take it that up as an enemy is between you and God. But for me today, between me and you, I don't see you as an enemy. So please, let's plod along together by God's grace. Hallelujah. If we do this, we have made our part successful. The next stage is when you want to pour out your heart before God. Say, Father, have mercy. Come to my aid as I cry out unto you. I am not holding a grudge against a brother or a sister, but please let your mercy prevail for me on this matter. I desire to marry this time. I desire to enjoy home as a father. I desire to enjoy my life as a young man. I desire to enjoy my marriage as a, as a faithful wife. So please from today, have mercy on me and forgive me. And the Lord, the Lord will help us. 
achievements will begin to take place. When you cry out for financial breakthrough, nothing has got any right to pull it back and say that no, it's not going to be given to us. No, 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 no. The devil hasn't got right to say that your prayer should not be answered. Hallelujah. He hasn't got right. Whatever filthy garment that is covering you would have been taken away instantly. Hallelujah. The servant of the Lord had the same thing standing before the altar of the Lord and was given, um, um, uh, Joshua was given um, the counsel of the Lord before the altar. The Bible says that the enemy, the accuser of the brethren stood in there and said, listen, the man who is standing before the altar of the Lord has got filthy garment upon him. And the angels of God will have to come in there, the Bible says, to change the raiment of the man. What was the garment? Was it a physical garment like this that you have and then you cover yourself? <laughs> that the angels of God came and they were carrying the garment and then they came and said, take your clothes off in the church. The pastor, the pastor standing before the altar and then he takes his clothes off and then they put a new garment clothes on him. No, 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 no. No, no. It goes beyond the physical garment, people of God. These things are spiritual, spiritually discerned before the Father. So when the Lord tells you that this situation is not good, please don't try to ignore and overrule it or justify the situation. That's one of the major hindrances, justification of the situation. Lord, because she told me that uh, uh, my, my, my food is not delicious and for that matter, I'm also not happy and I'm not going to do this and all that. Oh, could, could you imagine that he said this and I saw his test like this and he sent a test to this person and I, I, all, we trying to find all kinds of justification for those situations. But people of God, the Bible never encourages us to bring justification. Hallelujah. He wants us to make amends, to be able to let go of the past, let go of anything that the enemy may use as a point of reference against us. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 29, it says, The law is the Lord God Almighty, is far from the wicked but he hears the prayer of the righteous yeah he is far from the wicked but he hears the prayer of the righteous even verse 8 says the sacrifice of the wicked is a detestable uh, commodity or something before the lord but the prayer of the upright man the prayer of the upright man it is always important to stand before god justified than standing before men justified because you may be able to explain the matter to me well and truly for my heart to accept that yes it is true but before god he knows the depth of our thought and the plans and the emotional uh, strategies of our lives. So be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Hallelujah. Be careful. Amen. Always, it is always. I learned this thing from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1, verse 11. When Nehemiah saw the plight of Israel, and he wanted to go out there and try to be able to resolve the matter, and all the prayers he prayed, was working for him but he had to go and make amends in chapter uh, chapter 1 verse 11 he had to make amends with god and 
even the generations bear that had passed the father forgive the sins of me and my generation including my fathers whatever wrong they did father forgive us all and now listen to the prayers of the your servants daniel also prayed the same thing that for him to be able to obtain the benefits of of god being able to answer him with all the mysteries that the brother was exhibiting in the kingdom at the time the man had to go on his knees in prayer for seven days praying on his knees asking for mercy and forgiveness before asking for anything at all it is not because he was sinful but it was because the enemy could pull that as an argument against him whilst he was asking God for deliverance for his family and for his, uh, his country. And so people of God, let us not begin to work ourselves out with all kinds of prayer and every decrease declaration making it and sounding as if spiritually we are very powerful because the most powerful person in prayer is the one that the Lord has heard your prayer and brought results. <laughs> the Lord will surely be, make you powerful person when he has turned around to hear your cry and your results. But when you have a grudge between a brother and you're holding as a weapon of choice against the person because of their error, because of their mistakes, because of their sins, because of anything that they may have done, please give them room to also correct themselves. Make amends with them. Don't spend your time wasting it before God in prayer. You are only exerting energy and resource may not come. But he that observes these truths and begin to walk in the place knowing that my sacrifice before the Father becomes substantially good. When I have a clearance in the spirit, knowing that I hold nothing against anybody and the Lord has seen me fit before him, then we know for sure the answers are coming to us, whatever we are saying. So from today, remember that this principle works for everyone that calls himself a Christian or a child of God or somebody who follows Jesus Christ. The Bible wants us to let go of our errors, of the things that we have done, not only for us, but also those who have done against us and those who hold something against us we should let go hallelujah Amen. one of the scriptures that are quoted i think i found it in revelation chapter 8 verse 4 the bible says that the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of the saints it rose up before the father hallelujah it goes up before the father that's revelation chapter 8 verse 4 so these things that we are talking about we are not talking about just coming carrying a goat to a sheep and come and slaughter them and all that no it talks about our words our decrees, our declarations, our pronouncements, our prayers, and everything that we're doing, we must make sure that it aligns with the purposes of God so that the, the enemy gains no grounds of making our prayers become futile or the heavens shutting on us. And I think that this thing has become one of the most powerful weapon the enemy has used to silence a lot of christians prayer and the more you have exerted a lot of energy and resource hasn't come guess what will happen next is disappointment it's disappointment 
is all disappointment. Hallelujah. Amen. I know that this is very uh, powerful. And these are instructions from the scriptures. Hallelujah. These Amen. are instructions from the scriptures. Let me talk a little bit about spiritual instructions so that if we add that to our daily life from this year because a lot of things that the Lord will do for us, almost everything that we will obtain from the kingdom, it comes with an instruction to it or it comes before, an instruction comes before that. Every time the spirit of God wants to work with his people, he always gives instructions. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Instructions come for, for example, says uh, um, last Friday when we are speaking, then instruction came that we should spend some time in prayer before God, praying on the seven spirits of the Lord. It was it on Wednesday or Friday. Uh, and, and, and then I was waiting on him. Now I have received the instruction. Now I want to know the time. And I was waiting on him for the time. And I, I didn't get the time until a few, uh, I think yesterday or so. Then he gave me the time. I said, okay, now I need the scriptures. And then I was spending, I spent a while. So I was preparing. I woke up early in the morning and I, and I was waiting on him for the time. And then I opened up and then he gave me the time, the decrees, the declaration for all the seven days. Uh, prayer and I've done I've done them all I've written them all down and then I began to ask for things and I said what are we speaking today say yes you have it already so instructions becomes part of our daily activities when we want to deal with the spirit amen and this prayer prayer restitutions and requests and everything is also giving us these kind of instructions to let us know that this is how we can get results with prayer so instructions from the kingdom of God to his people helps us to know what God requires of us so that who lives in this life does not waste their time missing out on the opportunities of the kingdom which is out there beyond us. Amen. So instruction is very powerful. One of the things we have to observe about instruction is this. It does not come to our convenience or it does not come within our convenience. <laughs> yes. Instructions from the kingdom. Because we don't know what the kingdom of God demands. But when the spirit of God is bringing to us anything that will help us to be able to mirror how the heaven or the kingdom of heaven requires, remember that it's not going to be to our convenience on earth here. No. If it was... Then we shouldn't even worry about anything on earth here. We should just keep it going just like that, hoping that we can achieve everything else we want. Now it's not going to be. To be able to walk in the things of the Spirit, we have to obey the voice of the Spirit. And the voice of the Spirit comes with instructions that is based on the principles of the kingdom of God. And the principles of the kingdom of God comes when man obeys those principles, then the portals of heaven is open to the person. There is no talent and there is no place of weakness in the life of such a person. And the words of such a person is dangerous. Please be careful with such people. When they speak, it becomes like a veto from heaven itself. If they, one of the, I, I, I listened to a testimony that a man of God's brand new Mercedes Benz would not move because another man of God demanded that they shouldn't move anywhere an inch. And therefore, the car, 
They did everything, full petrol. But I'm talking of Mercedes-Benz, not an ordinary cast that you think that. They, but when the man of God traveled for, um, from America, came back to Nigeria and said, now start the engine. And then the engine began to start. And they say, yes, next time remember that I have a covenant with the Father. Those who have covenants with the Father are those who are instruction obeyers. So instructions, number one, does not come to our convenience. Again, instructions from the Lord does not come for us to analyze how it should work for us. It comes for us to obey. And obedience, the Bible says, is better than sacrifices. So, for example, your prayer as a sacrifice you are sending before, sending before the Lord, it shall not have any effect for you because you have ignored the act of obedience. So be careful. When you are lifting your voice to say anything, please obey first the instructions of the Lord. Any spiritual instructions from, from the Lord is not for us to analyze those instructions. No one is wiser than God or smarter than the Spirit or knowledgeable than the angels. None of us. Hallelujah. And the last one we have to do is this. The instructions comes to us not to negotiate for us to change things or into our terms that will benefit us. So when these things come to us as the word of the Lord, let's open our heart and ask for grace. The best thing you can ask for is grace to accomplish the instructions that is coming from the Lord. People of God, I'm determined to tell you the truth. Yes, the truth does not sound so palatable or delicious in the ears of people most times, including myself. Yeah, all of us, we are not, I'm not saying this as something that is easy. Oh yeah, I'm a man of God, so I can achieve. No, no, it's a tough one for all of us. It's a tough one for all of us that when somebody deliberately decides to make life difficult for you, the best bet is for you to also respond. Sometimes our reactions becomes even much more worse than the, the actions of the people. So it becomes that we actually begin to walk in the place of sin. But the Bible says that a kingdom citizen does not come before the Father with a sacrifice of prayer or a sacrifice of praise, sacrifice of anything to access the treasures of the kingdom when we have kind of grudges within us. He says, go make amends. Go make amends. So this is what the Lord sent me today to help us to know that we shouldn't ignore our conscience when we are coming before the Father. He's saying that we should make sure that we go make amends with our brothers and neighbors and anyone that has got something against us and we have something against them. And also we should realize that when these things are coming to us, they are instructions from the Lord. Hallelujah. They are instructions yeah. from the Lord. And instructions does not come for us uh, to have convenient time with it, uh, for us to analyze what it is, or to have any kind of negotiations with it. He wants us. Jesus tried to negotiate the death, but it didn't work for him. So he said that, Lord, not my will. Let your will be done. So when instructions from heaven comes to us, it is not for us to negotiate, analyze, or go to the place of convenience for us. No but rather to obey the voice of the Father. Say, Father, I know that this one is hard, but at your word, I'm doing it anyway. So help me, Lord, and the Lord will help us. This is instruction that the Lord sent me to share with you today. One of the things that Jesus himself, because none of the apostles could give this. Yes, it's a tough one. None of the men of God of old could give this. 
But Jesus himself will have to come and tell us this stuff so that we don't waste any longer prayer before God and don't get results. So from today, your prayer life will come with answers in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Amen.